What did the cheese say when he looked in the mirror? I don't know. Hello, me. Uh, <laughs> that was a very cheesy joke. Waha! Uplift. Welcome to the Enverus Podcast. Welcome! I'm Claire. I'm Callum. And every week we discuss a new topic while drinking the drink of the week. Mm. This week, I'm very excited. This I'm week very excited. We are drinking Yamazaki Single Malt Whiskey, which is yeah. a Japanese whiskey. And the topic of the day is food. Food! Glorious um, food. Because we do, we love food, so. May that as we well do. talk about it. May as well. They say you should always talk about things that you like, and then you'll always be happy. Never heard anybody say that. Um, I just did, and that's that. Okay, now it's a proverb. Ooh. Ooh. A Callum proverb. <laughs> <laughs> and then the proverbs of Callum. Um, this smells really nice, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I've had it before. Oh, have um, you? Okay. Yeah. Have um, you... I went through a phase of being really obsessed with Japanese whiskeys. Um, um, I don't think I've ever had expensive. a Japanese whiskey. Oh, is, uh, is it really? expensive? I don't think so. Yeah, it's expensive. Uh, Yamazaki Senko Malt, I think, was for about £70 a bottle. Oh, right my now. Lord. Yeah, it's expensive. Very expensive. Ah, uh, well, good job I didn't buy a big bottle then. Um. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when we ordered all these things, I didn't even like look at the prices. I just bought them and just assumed they were like reasonably um, cheap. It's not my favorite Japanese whiskey, but it's a good one. Okay, well, I'm going to take a wee sip of it just now while you, um, I guess, say how your week was. My week, my week has been fine, I guess. Oh. Um, what did I do this weekend? What have I been up to? I can't even remember. It's one of those ones. You know where you're like really, really busy and you've crammed a lot of stuff in? Mm. But you can't really remember? Um, the weekend was good. On Saturday, I, um, I made a cake for our cousin Stephen, who was on the podcast earlier in the season. Woo. Um, I made him a cake because he helped my big brother move. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he went over to my brother's flat while my brother was out at work and waited in for important deliveries uh, of a washing machine and a fridge freezer. And uh, so I I told my brother that um, he could tell Stephen that if he helped him, I would make him a cake. So he helped him. Uh, he didn't help him for the cake because he didn't actually get told about the cake until <laughs> after he'd helped. <laughs> Uh, so uh yeah he got told he was getting a cake and he was very excited um so they came around for their dinner and made a nice roast dinner oh brilliant uh, they hung out and played video games and it was it was fun uh, and i gave Stephen his cake and his cake was i don't even have a picture of it uh, i know Stephen got a picture of it uh so i'll maybe ask him nicely and see if i can put it on the twitter uh 
at Inverus if if you want to follow us on there. Oh yeah. Um, not that it's been active. <laughs> uh, it's the same with if I've not been keeping up with the the, yeah, the old it's, Facebox. It's <laughs> I don't understand. Like I I know I sound like an old person, but I really don't understand how influencers keep up with it. Like I I know that their livelihood for a lot of them really depends on it, but I know a lot of like people who don't do it for a job and don't make money off it who manage to keep up with their social medias. Mm-hmm. Or projects that they're doing, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how you guys manage. Um, but yeah, I'll ask for a picture of this cake, and I'll put it on the Twitter if I can get it. Brilliant. But I will uh, attempt to put it on Facebook. But yeah, essentially, I made a cake that it was blue, just blue cake with like yellow um piping. Um, and I made out of a uh, fondant. I made a little washing machine. And a little fridge freezer, and I put them on top of the cake. <laughs> and oh. it, like I've never done anything like that before. I think I attempted to make an Optimus Prime out of fondant icing once, and it just did not work. Uh huh. Um, but this worked out really quite nicely. Um, so I'll see if I can get pictures. The only problem is, like, I tried to model them after my brother's washing machine and fridge freezer, uh, and he has a black fridge freezer. And a white washing machine that has like black bits on it. Okay. But I didn't have any black uh, food coloring. Oh no. I had like every other color of food coloring and not black. So I had to get, I have these cake pens. It's like uh, pens that you can use to write on top of icing. It's edible ink. Oh, I guess. cool. Yeah, yeah. I usually use them to write on pancakes though. Like if you come to my house and you get pancakes, I, I tend to write your name on them and put like a wee picture of like a Pokemon or, um, just well, become a for, bit of a tradition for, for everyone at home um this has never happened to me and i am very upset but this little this, this little tradition this little tradition that's been going on for many years and i have not it's seen it's been a going on since 2020 okay well i haven't been you have a pe- you had a piece of cake with your name on it yeah it said i smelt <laughs> Callum's, I didn't see what you smelled of, Callum. <laughs> That's true. It just says Callum smells. <laughs> it was cake. very nice cake, though. It was really good. It's ginger cake, I think. I think. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it was ginger cake. It's a long time ago, that. Yeah. That was back at that time when you played in the O2 in oh, Glasgow, wow. which that is was, now burned down. That was ages ago. That was that time. Wow. Um, anyway. Many years ago. <laughs> 2017 that was a bloody Nora. um yeah what uh feels like forever forever um but yeah so and he really liked steven really liked the cake that i made for him um, oh that's good uh, it was fun um and then on sunday what did i do on sunday Oh, my kid was, we were driving out to take my kid to his drama class because he goes to drama on a sunday um and on the way there i checked my emails and my email said that drama was cancelled this week because of covid Ah. (laughs) so yeah that that ended up not happening and instead i was like oh do you know what take the car and we'll go to aldi um because i need to get some shopping in but aldi you need a pound for the trolley and i didn't have a pound and neither did uh, my partner Stuart. So we ended up 
not doing anything. <laughs> we just drove back home. Um, <laughs> and then I went out and I got my baby his first ever pair of shoes. <gasps> oh, exciting. Has he got little tiny feet? No, actually. Uh, oh. I was saying that to, to Stuart. Um, when my eldest, when he got his first pair of shoes, he was about 16 months old because that's when he kind of started walking more consistently. Um, and when he got his first pair of shoes, he was a size three. Um, when my baby, my current baby, when he, when he got, I say that as if like, I no longer have an eldest child. I just mean the one that is a baby right now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) When, When he got his shoes on Sunday there, um, his feet were a size five. So he's like wow, two okay. entire shoe sizes. But yeah, his feet his feet have always been really big though. Like I remember when he was born, um, looking at him when he first came out, and my first thought was, Oh my god, he has ginger hair. And then, oh my god, his feet are huge. Which is <laughs> <just> the huge <laughs> feet. Um, so yeah, he's got he's got big feet. He's very cute though. Yeah, oh. uh, they're lovely. They're orange and they've got fox tails on them. Oh cool. Um yeah, they're just amazing. I wish they made shoes like that for adults, and they don't. And yeah, it's very sad. It's, it's the same as, um, like, just clothes in general. Uh, we had some, some people show up to the centre, and their kid had this awesome, like, awesome coloured, like, multicoloured, like, fake patchwork snowsuit. And... It just looked like the coziest, loveliest thing ever to wear. And I was like, oh, I want that. And then the exact same brand um, do adult versions, but they're just blue. Yeah. And you're like, come on. I want I want the funky colored one. It's it Rubbish. 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 Hate it. It should be more acceptable for adults to wear crazy weird stuff. You know? Let's face it, we enjoy it more than the kids do, so the kids can have boring blue. Yeah. Yeah. Down with the kids. No, wait. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) how has your week been, Callum? I think that basically sums up my week. (laughs) Down with the kids. Down with the kids. No. um, This week has been both really quick and really long um i think yeah it feels like just the other day we were we were chatting um about pirates and now all of a sudden um we're we're here again talking about food but um at the same time each day just went on and on and on this like past week um which is weird because I don't think I've done anything more than I usually would. It's just felt really long. I think because because I know I'm going on holiday. <laughs> um, oh yeah, in yeah, two I know weeks. That um, so I gotta get through this week and next week, and then I am on holiday. Um, and then you can come and see me. And then I can come see you and hang out and do stuff. Um, like games, games, have and have fun and relax. Um, I've actually booked. Um, a massage because I need a massage. <laughs> I need a massage. Um, and yeah, no, I'm just gonna have a a nice. I'm actually gonna do quite a few touristy things because I never, 
I don't think ever in my life I've done touristy things around Glasgow area. So you I've, should. So I'm gonna do the central station um <gasps> tour oh, I'm thing jealous. because I want to do. Apparently, it's awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Um, and then I think we're gonna just kind of wander around, look at some cool things. I know Shannon wants to go see the bo- the botanic gardens. Um, and oh, the necropolis and they're stuff lovely. like that. So oh, we're the gonna... necropolis is great. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna just do that. Um, do all the fun touristy things. Maybe even dare I say an open bus tour. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm going full tourist this this Ooh, this year. I haven't even done one of those in London. Never mind like here. I don't think I've I've never done one. So I'm I'm quite excited to it's see the touristiest touristy thing you can yeah. do. I'll need to get like I'll need to wear like shorts and a cap and oh. have like my, my big camera. You need to do you need to do the audio tour. Oh my god, yes. You need yes. to go to Kelvin Grove and do like the audio tour. You know how you see these people with their like little Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Oh, how good would that be? <laughs> Don't. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be that bad. Um oh, but yeah, so, so um so I'm really I'm I've do you know what it is I've just got a big city itch because normally I'm away a good few times throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, you come here like maybe three, four times, and um, I've just not been away for no. well over eighteen months, so probably closer to two years. Um, so I've just it's just gonna be so nice. It's gonna be so nice to be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's worse when you're on an island. Yeah. Um don't get me wrong, I would rather have been stuck here than stuck anywhere else oh, yeah, for, for the past sure. couple of years because it's just been so much easier. Um hats off to everybody who has had a garbage time over the past 18 months. Um, I think most people have. Yeah. Most people. Most people have. I've had an okay time, so I can't complain too much. But damn I it, I will. Of, <laughs> I kind of felt like I haven't, but at the same time I'm I, I have, like, it's one of those ones where I didn't really feel like I was having a hard time at the time, but in retrospect, yeah. looking back on it, it was pretty hard. Um, Like, even just from the perspective of, um, like, I had to go to the hospital and have a C-section without my partner there because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, like, things that, you know, I kind of just got through it because I had to. Um, and I think a lot of people probably feel that way where it's like they got through it because they had to, they didn't really think over much because, you know, it would make them sad or whatever. Yeah. And now that you've got that little bit, I mean, I say distance, there's still a pandemic going on, but now you've got that little bit of distance, it's like easier to come to terms with the fact that it was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hats off to everyone that's managed to get through this because it hasn't been easy. No. Um, so well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. Um, get yourself a wee sip of uh, the Yamazaki single malt whiskey if you are so inclined. Um, or a cup of tea. Or a cup of tea, <laughs> which I also have. I have a cup of tea. I also have a cup of cup tea. Cup of water. I always have a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the other thing that we're doing, and I guess this will actually tie into what we're talking um, about when I'm away, is um, we've we've booked a, a really expensive taster menu. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, with you know a matching uh, wine menu yeah, to go with it. Yeah, the matching wine. Um, and I was I was looking at them and I was going right. These are far too expensive. 
and then uh, and then I sat there and went, but it might be really good. Like it might I really actually, hope it is, like, it might be worth it. Um, for your sake, I hope yeah. it is. Um, so I'm just gonna go for it. Uh, I'm not going for there's there was like a really there was some there's one that was like 200 quid per person or something like that, and I was like, oh my god. And then the wine menu was an extra like seventy on top of that, and I was like, nope, oh nope, 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 nope. Oh, nope. that's for rich people. Yeah. Um. So the one we're doing is it's not that ex. It's like um. Was it eighty pound or something like that? Something like that's that. Anyway, still expensive. It's extortionate, but you know, I mean, I would spend that on on a couple nights out. So I guess. I mean, that's true. That's true. Um. So. But I guess that kind of brings us a little bit into food. 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 Okay, okay. We'll start by saying, what's your favorite food? Do you have a favorite food? And if so, what is it? Okay. Right. Strap yourself in, people. I'm not strapping in, but I live life dangerously. Oh, my goodness. So... My favorite food, and I was trying—I was trying to think of this throughout the week because I knew this would obviously come up. Yeah, um, most obvious question. Yeah, uh, and normally I say something like, "I love steak, I love this, blah 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 blah." But really, my actual favorite food is a portobello mushroom <laughs> with <laughs> stuffed with Stilton, wrapped in Parma ham, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and baked for fifteen minutes. That is my favorite food of all Disgusting. time. Disgusting. It is um, I, amazing. For anybody listening, I have a mild phobia of mushrooms. I do not like them. The look of them makes me feel sick. Like if I if I'm in the supermarket and I accidentally look at them, it's always like ooh. Like I I don't know. It's an irrational hatred of mushrooms. Like I I just ugh, I'm so like I just have an aversion. I don't like them. Um, which is weird because I haven't ever really eaten them properly before. I think uh-huh. I used to eat them when I was a kid. That's the weirdest part. Like, if they were served to me in my dinner, I would eat them, but... I see. I was the opposite. As a kid, Ugh. I hated mushrooms. Um, and it was a case of I hadn't actually eaten mushrooms properly at all, and I just I just hated them. Like, the, I no, thought they were disgusting, bad. and they felt weird in the mouth. And then... It's the look for me. It's not even the taste. It's just how they look. Like, I can't... And it's the same with any kind of mushroom. So see if I'm walking out in the woods and I see mushrooms. Oh, no, bad. No, oh, bizarre. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until my mum made... <laughs> this is this is where the stuffed mushroom comes from, you see. My mum made it and we had it with steak. And I ate it and it was the best thing I ever ate. So, um, But the way my mum found out about it was... You, you remember M&S adverts? Yes, this is not just food, this is M&S. Yeah, so it was an M&S advert, but mum didn't act, and she just caught the tail end of it, and it was like, oh, stuffed mushrooms with cheese and wrapped in whatever. And mum just kind of saw the picture of it and went, oh, that looks good. What is it? And she never got any of the ingredients, so she just guessed. And it was turns out it's my favorite thing in the world now. So amazing! There That's you lucky. go. Uh, what about you? What's do you have a favorite food or okay. favorite kind of food or or what? I like a lot, a lot of different things. But the one thing I have had 
that has completely blown my mind and made me rethink what I think about food was the first time I ever had tuna sashimi. Okay. Um, so, you know, really thinly sliced raw tuna. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'd never had anything like it before. And I, I'd had sushi, but, you know, it's like not real proper sushi. You know, like little California rolls with cucumber and stuff in it. Um, so when I got the opportunity to have tuna sashimi... I was a bit wary because, you know, people go, oh, sushi's raw fish. Sushi isn't raw fish. It refers to the rice um, and the style of the thing. Um, sashimi is just raw fish. If you hear somebody say sashimi, it's, it's raw fish. Yeah. I've had um, mackerel sashimi. I've had salmon sashimi. But the tuna tuna sashimi, really fresh, like thinly sliced raw tuna, is the most beautiful thing in the world <laughs> it's like weird because it's really subtle and normally i go for very strong flavors uh-huh but it's just really delicate and the way it feels in your mouth and stuff it's just oh there's nothing else like it yeah um... and it's not something i can make at home because i don't you know you go to a restaurant you know that they've taken all the precautions to make sure like there's no parasites in the fish and it's safe to consume um because the UK has really high food standards, you know? Um, whereas if I tried that at home, I just wouldn't trust it to be safe to eat, you know? Yeah. So it's not something I have very often. It actually isn't something I've had since pre-pandemic. So um, very sad. We did do a, a sashimi night um, where we actually went out and got um, got fresh tuna and actually just sliced it up ourselves. <laughs> Um, oh my god! It was. Uh, do you know what? It was really nerve wracking, but it worked out, and it was so good. I think so, what they so do in good. the restaurants it is is like perfection. It's perfection. But um, what they do in the restaurants, I think, is they have to freeze it for a certain amount of time to mm-hmm. make sure anything that's in there is dead. You know. Yes. Um, but it's it's really nice. Really, really um, nice. I think um, other than that, I just like ramen. <laughs> yeah, all the ramen, all the time. Give me a good bowl of ramen. Um, yeah, I, I think the nice thing about, especially um, tuna, is it goes against like what tuna is typically. Um, oh yeah, in yeah, our, yeah. our culture, anyway, you know, you get a tin of tuna or whatever, and it is actually quite a a strong, a strong flavor. flavor. And you mix it with like mayonnaise, tuna meal. Yeah, that's. Most staple. people's experience of tuna is actually terrible. I really like tuna mayo, though. I, I do love tuna mayo. <laughs> love um, a tuna I, mayo sandwich with cucumber. I see. I love sticking onion in my my tuna mayo. Ooh. Tuna mayo with a, and what I do is just throw in just raw onion. There you go. You get the crunch. You get the mm, oh. Mm. Stick it on a sandwich. You're sorted. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, other than that, moving away from like Japanese food. Because obviously I'm a bit of a weeb, so yeah, that's a topic unto itself, to be honest. <laughs> Clear as a weeb, discuss. Um, no, but uh, moving away from that kind of thing, uh, I really love, um, like if we're talking comfort food, mm-hmm. my go-to comfort food um, is corned beef hash. But really? it's the corned beef hash, yeah. But it's the corned beef hash that my mother-in-law makes. Oh right, because so my mum used it, to okay. make my mum used to make corned beef hash when I was a kid, and it was fine. You know, it, it was just 
But the way my mum did it was with like cabbage. So it was mashed potatoes, corned beef and cabbage all mixed up. And it was fine, you know, filling, cheap. Um, maybe not the best for you or whatever. My mother-in-law's is even worse for you. It's like um, kind of layered like a lasagna and a lasagna tree. And it's uh, mashed potato, onions, uh, corned beef hash, cheese. Mashed potatoes, onions, corned beef, and cheese. Oh, it sounds good. But she doesn't grate the cheese. It's like slices of cheese. <laughs> and then you stick it in the oven and the cheese melts. It's like um, when I had my baby uh, last year, um, my mother-in-law bought us two things. One of them was a selection pack from the local butchers because the local butchers is very expensive but does good stuff. And I think I mentioned that before when we were talking about farming and meat is I've now switched to actually buying from the butchers every week. And we eat less meat, but we eat better quality meat that we know has come from a good place. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing she got for us was just a big giant corned beef hash that she'd made like in the lasagna (laughs) tree ready to go. Oh, Oh, and it was just divine. It's like the most comforting food. That or macaroni cheese. Like... So, here's where I stand on mac and cheese. Because I had um, uh, a taste of mac and cheese for the first time in about um, probably 15 years. Um, oh, you don't like macaroni cheese? No. And I've worked out why. Because I love cheese. I love cheese. And I like pasta. Pasta's nice. Macaroni pasta... It just doesn't do it for me. And I don't know why, because all pasta, in theory, is the same. It should just be the same. But there's something about macaroni pasta... No, but I get that. That I I get that because I don't make macaroni... I say macaroni cheese, but really what I make is fusilli cheese because I don't like macaroni. Oh, so you just make cheesy pasta is basically what you're making. Yeah, but it's still macaroni cheese, really. It's just I make it with the pasta twist because fusilli is better, I think for sauce because the pasta if you're making bolognese right that's different because usually you put the bed of pasta down first and then you put you know the bolognese on the top Uh uh-huh with other pasta dishes like a carbonara or um i don't know like a tomato and basil sauce or a cheese sauce i like fusilli better because I feel like the little crevices in the pasta are better for, like, picking up sauce. Maybe that sounds weird. So say I, I think have a you pesto, might be right. I like it better because I think the taste of the sauce goes into the pasta. Maybe I'm just talking yeah. nonsense. I don't know, but I no, don't make macaroni and cheese. It. I make fusilli okay. cheese. Because um, some uncle made mac and cheese the, a few weeks ago, and I was dropping stuff off at his house. And... Um, He's like, oh, do you want some mac and cheese? And I was like, mm, no, not really, but I'll try a bit. Um, so I tried a bit, and the cheese sauce, as always, um, is divine because it was mum's cheese sauce recipe, which, oh, oh, I have finally learned. Your mum's an amazing cook. Your mum is a fantastic cook. Um, and so I ate it, and I was like, oh, do you know what? This is delicious, but oh my god, I cannot eat. I don't know why, but it just this this the macaroni is it, just don't like it. 
It's slimy. Macaroni is slimy. When yeah. you put sauce on it, it feels as if the sauce just comes straight. I don't know. It's the bad texture. Yep, I agree. In my opinion. Um, but it's like I don't use spaghetti. I use um tagliatelle. Okay, yeah, yeah. bolognese. Because, again, I just think it, it works better with sauce. I'm very picky. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not picky. Um, it's just these small, like, random things that I just really despise. Um, which is, I guess, it's, it's probably all mental, to be honest. You can probably train yourself to yeah, like yeah. anything you want. But what about your least favourite food? Like, what, what is the thing that, like, without fail, um, regardless of whether or not it's all in your head or whatever, you just won't eat? Um, I mean, mushrooms. Apart from <laughs> mushrooms, because you're afraid of them. <laughs> I am. It is a phobia, though, because I have this irrational, like, cold sweat, like, oh, it's wrong. They're just wrong. They shouldn't exist. Sorry for everyone that likes mushrooms, but that's my opinion. Um, I don't really know. I can't really think of something I hate. Um, I don't really like cauliflower, but I don't hate it enough that I just wouldn't eat it. Mm. You know? Um, there's a bunch of foods that people say commonly that are disgusting that I've never tried that I would like to try just to see if I hate it. Like um, durian. Apparently durian's gross, but people in Singapore love it. Um, okay. And it's a fruit. I've been, like, I, I don't know much about it. I've just heard that it smells real bad and it tastes real bad. Um, so I want to try that just to see if it's as bad as people say. The other one you hear about is um, people that move to Japan and try natto. Okay. Uh, which is the fermented beans that are all sticky and gross. Uh, I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it. Beans, I would beans try is it. my beans is my mushrooms. I uh, love beans. Beans are my mushrooms. What your oh, mushrooms I love are. Beans. I can't I can't do so beans. Much. Um Oh the thought of beans just makes me go. Ugh. I love beans in my chili. Can't do it. Can't do it. I pick huh? the beans out. I can pick no, the I beans really out, know. but I can't eat them. I just I just can't. I'm trying to think. Because I know like my partner, he won't eat quiche. He hates quiche. Uh, and I don't get it because I love quiche and I love eggs and I love, I don't know. Like, I just don't think, I don't think apart from mushrooms, I just cannot think of anything that I cannot stand. Well, that's pretty good. Well, yeah. I mean, there's stuff I don't like. Like, as I said, I don't like cauliflower. Not a fan of that. I don't like um, zucchini. I like, I'd eat raw zucchini. Or like really lightly cooked zucchini in a, or what do you call it? What's the other word for that? Courgette. Uh-huh. Or really thinly sliced courgette in a stir fry. I would eat it that way, but I'm not, I'm not keen. It goes all mushy. Um, See, I always do that thing where I'll pick up a courgette thinking it's a cucumber and then go, well, this cucumber's a bit, a bit squidgy. Um, yeah. And then you, you cut it and then the whole experience from picking it up to actually preparing it feels weird and wrong because it's just kind of solid but not <laughs> mm. um it's 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 i don't know it's what mozzarella is to cheese except i like mozzarella <laughs> i love mozzarella so much actually i just love all cheese to to be fair Do you know i don't really like um 
halloumi. I do. I'll eat it, but I don't really like it. It's the texture, and I think it's weird that it doesn't melt. I think that's wrong. Yeah. Um. I it's, see. It's wrong. I'm a I'm a fan of halloumi as, um, I guess it's really popular now, like halloumi fries or something like that, or yeah, halloumi yeah. bites, and um, where you dunk it in something else and you. Um, I think by itself, it's not not um a strong like i was gonna say a strong cheese but i don't mean a strong cheese i mean a it's not a you know good strong contender against mm. some of your other classics in the cheese realm oh i know something i won't eat tripe i will i've never ha- tried it and i never will that's <laughs> i've never tried it but i have been in a room where it was cooking and i smelled it and I saw it in the pot, and it looked like someone was boiling very stinky bed sheets. Ew. Um, yeah, I just, I will never try tripe, and I don't like liver. Um, I'm not big on I liver. Like, I like liver patty, like a patty on an oat cake with a wee bit of some kind of chutney or jam. That's nice. Oh, okay. But I don't like liver in itself. I like kidney. I like a steak and kidney pie. Um... And, you know, we're Scottish. Generally, I don't think we're very fussy about innards of animals no, eating. No, no. Like, I eat haggis all the time. I love haggis. I do, haggis I do like is a good one ca- of the best haggis. foods. Haggis? You get a good haggis. bit of haggis, neeps and tatties, and you're sorted. Um, and I know that sounds like a total Scottish cliche, uh, if you're listening to this from another country. <laughs> uh, we do actually eat haggis. We do love haggis. Haggis um, is great, um, and everyone should try if it. If you ever come to Scotland, you should definitely try it. It's very don't, good. Black pudding's amazing, too. Uh, yes, black pudding is amazing. But don't buy um, random, like, supermarket haggis. Go to a butcher and Go buy a haggis. Go to a butcher, um, and preferably, like, uh, a small family butcher, because they they know how to do it. They, yeah, and they it. all have their own recipes. Like Yeah. Um, so it'll taste slightly different depending on where you go. The best chippies, right? So chippy, fish and chip shop. Um oh, heck, we here call we go. it a chippy up here. No, 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 no. Callum, I don't think you appreciate it, okay? <laughs> what you have. If you go up to the islands and you get a chippy, go to Stornoway Town Centre. Pick a chippy. Never had a bad chippy up there. Calm will probably tell me where the bad ones are. But, um, yeah, you, you go to the chippy in, in Stornoway and you are guaranteed to have an amazing dinner. Like, we got, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to come up with an argument. Like, ah, no, they're not that good. But uh, honestly, like... They're all of- good. Out of every chippy I have away, it's like, this is just greasy horribleness. <laughs> not, no, it's not good. The one local to me does these awful chips that's not a good chippy. It's just not, you have to drown it in like curry sauce or gravy to make it mm. taste good. Stornoway, even like the lowest common denominator chippy, I can't remember the name of it, the one that's just in the town centre that everybody goes to. Um, I don't know if it's because the fish is locally sourced. Um, the black pudding will be locally sourced. Yeah. The haggis will be locally sourced. It's not this mass-produced stuff. Because, um, see, if I go to my local chippy and I ask for a black pudding supper, you get, like, an entire black pudding that's been deep-fried. And I know that sounds good, but it's a really cheap naff one. 
It's not like a proper black pudding. You go to Stornoway, they'll give you three slices of Stornoway black pudding that's been battered and deep fried, and it's the best experience you'll ever have. It's just because Stornoway black pudding is just immense. It is the best. Um, um, and I didn't believe I didn't believe that it like I, you know because everyone says oh Stornoway black pudding it's the best it's the best in the world. And you go yeah 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 whatever and you eat it and you go oh it's good. Um, it's not until you actually compare them you go oh my goodness the black pudding is, is disgusting. Like I understand why people um, especially in the mainland <laughs> yeah. in England don't like black pudding because it's gross. Stornoway black pudding butcher. is so good. It's like really my good. My local butcher has his own black pudding um mccaskey's black pudding and it's award-winning it's not quite as good as stornoway or harris harris has its own black pudding that's too. true yeah um but um it's not quite as good as those but see out of any of the ones i've had on the mainland my local butcher does a really good one um but the, the other thing the other chippy i've had up up in the islands was in harris and it's that little guy i don't even know the name of the place I don't even know if it has a name. Um, it's just a guy. I can't chippy. remember his name either, which is annoying. But it, I think it's just everyone just calls it his his place. Mm-hmm. You and you go in. It's like a door with a little window, and it's the smallest chippy I've ever been in. And we went in, and he just comes out the back room, and he's like, "Oh, what are you having?" So I was like, "I'll have scampi." He literally takes scampi, not battered or anything, out of his fridge, gets a bowl of batter out of the fridge. And you, you see him prepare it right in front of you. So it's like fresh made right in front of your face. And it takes a little bit longer to get than it would in a normal chippy. But oh God, it's worth the wait. Like, I don't know. I'm, the islands just do chippies yeah, better than anywhere else. I'm willing to say that that is definitely my favorite chippy in the world. Um, is the wee one in Tarbert. Mm-hmm. Because well, it he is. knows what he's doing. It's so good, <laughs> and like he's such a nice guy as well. Yeah, um, he's he's like had a wee blether with us while he was preparing it, and he was a really nice guy. Um, but yeah, recommend if you if you're ever up in the island. Yeah, you know what? Go to all the cool restaurants and try all the the seafood and whatever else. But definitely go to a chippy. See, you're missing out if you don't. Um, you you say that with the cool restaurants. It's actually something that Stornoway is missing a lot of, is like a decent, like good quality restaurant. Mm. Um, Digby Chicks is closed, so that's that's not a thing. Oh, did Digby Chicks close? Yeah, during during the whole pandemic, Digby's is closed. That's so bad. Digby's um, was good, which is kind of got rid of the only actual like. Properly restaurant, restaurant, because the rest of it's all just hotels. Um, yeah, and, like they're There's, fine. Is there not the smokehouse? Um, yeah, but it's it's tiny. It's not really much of a restaurant. It's more. Um, they're leaning more towards like small lunchy things and. Right. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, small you portions of stuff. as well, but I I feel like Anlanter used to have a really good restaurant, and now it's like a. You know, just pub grub. It's pub grub with like restaurant prices. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's something we are sorely lacking. Is like a decent eating place. Um, that isn't chippies or um or a hotel or a hotel or Chinese's. We've got good Chinese's. Um, 
Yeah, but I think the thing is with Sword Away, like, the chippies are amazing, but the Chineses are just the Chinese. You can go to the mainland and get good Chinese. Yeah, um, they're, yeah, definitely. You can you can get a lot better Chinese as well away. For sure. Um, I like a Chinese right now. I do like Chinese like takeaway is good. Um, it's not real Chinese food, though. No, not even close. Fake, fake nonsense Chinese food, but very nice. <laughs> uh... So bad for you. It's a, you're um, thinking of um, actual Chinese street food is like way better for you than oh yeah stuff. yeah for sure oh man. like proper dim dim sum like that's the good stuff um uh. but uh, no um I'm kind of spoiled as well because my favorite restaurants around the corner from my house I I love um, the hotel there that is so the Inverkip Hotel is my favorite place to go and eat. The food is amazing. The staff are so so friendly. Um, during lockdown, obviously, I had a baby, and when the people that run the hotel found out because they were doing like a takeaway service during the the lockdown, so they would do it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, and you would order it in advance, and it was quite expensive, but it was like top notch food. Obviously, I just had a baby, and it meant we didn't need to cook, so we would order it quite often. Um, and when the guy that runs it, Richard, his name is, when he found out that we'd had a baby, when my partner went round to collect the the curry, I think it was curry we were having that night. Um, when he came back, he came back with a, a bottle of champagne that said uh, "Welcome to the world" on on the little tag. Oh, um, yeah, and it, you know, it was completely unexpected. Um, and it was just so nice, and they're always lovely when you go in. Yeah. Um, and it's a shame because they've really been struggling, you know, over the pandemic. They're still open. Good, um, good. Still plodding, plodding along, and the community is really rallying to support them because they're a small local business. And I just don't think the village would be the same. No, if they weren't I. There. Honestly, like I think, I think the whole place would die without it. I yeah, I really I really every time I've been there has been just like the best experience. Um, there was one time, so I was down visiting you, obviously, um, mm -hmm. and uh, what whatever it was, you guys were out the house, but my phone was dead, so I didn't get anyone's messages. So I was like, I had no idea, <laughs> I had no idea everyone was out. So I was walking around their house, going, I can't get in. There's nobody here. So I went into the hotel, um. Got to the bar and I was like, look, can I charge my phone? Um, My cousin's out. I'm supposed to be staying with them for the week. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I took it. And I was there with all my bags. Uh, and I got myself a pint uh, and a wee, just a wee snack. Um, By snack, I mean a little thingy of peanuts. But um, And I just sat there, blethered away to, to the staff there. It was quite quiet. Um, and it was just it was just a lovely time. Um. And then, obviously, Dead relax. it was just so, so nice. chilled, so chilled. And I didn't... I think I've had a meal there for every single birthday. <laughs> like, apart from my last two. Because, um, obviously, when I turned 31, the hotel was shut because of the pandemic. Oh, of course. When I yeah. turned 32, the hotel was open, but they'd taken a week's holiday over my birthday, so oh. I couldn't go. <laughs> So yeah, hopefully next year. Hopefully next year, because it's a tradition. Um, yes. 
and um, I love going there. I love it so much. They do amazing food. Like they really do. So good. Like it's really, really good. Also, yeah. their you little, little it seafood stuff, but it's restaurant quality. You know, it's oh, 100%. decent. And it's not. It's not super pricey either. Like it's expensive. But yeah, it's but what it's, you would expect. I think it's not, it's not out overpriced. there. Um, whereas you know you do see it a lot, um, especially in kind of small small towns and small villages and stuff. The hotels, um, they tend to be you know just that little bit out there with the prices. Um, I guess yeah, usually yeah, because sure. they they are in a small areas and they probably don't get as much business. But um, the Inverkip Hotel I found is the prices aren't out there. You're like, yep, yeah, I would pay that for this. And that's it. If you're ever in the area, I totally recommend it. 100%. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Another question. Oh. What kind of food, like if there's a cuisine or a dish that you haven't ever tried but you want to? Oh. Um, what kind of food have I not tried but really want to? Um, I think... I would love to try, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I want to say, like, actual Indian, not yeah, British yeah, Indian. Real Indian food. I want to yeah, try yeah, yeah. real Indian food, um, because I do, I like, I, I love myself a good Indian. I love myself a good Indian. But yeah. I know fine well that... Just like just like um Chinese and just like any sort of Asian food in this country, um, it's the British version of of um of Indian food, um, you know, like just yeah, I think that's going to be my my answer. It's kind of cop out ish because it's not too specific, but there you go. Yeah, um, for me. I want to go to Japan mm -hmm. and have real Wagyu beef. Ooh. Like real, real Wagyu beef, just fresh. And because the thing is, my, my local butcher stocks Wagyu style beef from Wales. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not Wagyu beef. Um, and it's the same as there's, um, what was it called? There's a, a restaurant in Glasgow called The Grill on the Corner. Which is hyped up to be really fancy and wonderful, but I wouldn't say the quality is that much better than the Inverkip Hotel, but they charge astronomical mm -hmm. prices for the food. It's lovely. It's nice to be in, and they do good cocktails. But it's not, you know, the quality isn't way up there. But I remember eating there years ago, I think even before my, my eldest child was born. um, And we were there with a couple of friends. And... On the menu, there's a menu item called Kobe beef, um, which is another Japanese, you know, beef that's supposed to be the most delicious, most marbled, most juicy, like, steak you've ever had in your life. Okay. And yeah, it was yeah. on the menu, and it was 50 quid. Woo! 50 quid for this one dish. But it wasn't real Kobe beef. Oh. Um, And there was a woman in my old workplace who, she was from Hong Kong, and she traveled extensively around like Asia. So she'd mm -hmm. been to Japan and she'd actually had real Kobe beef. And she had this Kobe beef at the grill in the corner. And she was like, this isn't Kobe beef. I'm sorry. This is nothing like Kobe beef. And they had to give her her money back. Amazing. 
<laughs> but um, after that, if you went on their website, the menu said Kobe style uh-huh. beef. <laughs> and they were still charging 50 quid for it. Oh, it's just uh, it's insane, though. Oh, yeah, I know. But it's a total rip-off. Like, I mean, but you know that people will pay for it, though. That's I would the... pay for it in Japan. I'd pay for it. If it was the real well, deal, I would pay for it. But a random restaurant in Glasgow is not going to have proper Kobe beef. And even if they do, like, it would have to have been transported for miles and miles and miles. Like, that's it. I don't know how possible it would be. Like, how fresh can you real realistically get food from yeah. Japan to, to, well, I was going to say Starling. It's if it's but... like authentic ramen noodles or whatever, because you can dry those things. Oh, and you yeah. You can make them too. Like, you can just make fresh noodles if you really want to. Yeah, um, I mean... That's the other thing. There's a ramen shop in Japan, and I can't remember the name of it. It completely slips me, but it's this guy uh, who makes really weird ra uh, random ramen. And I saw an interview with him on YouTube. There's a channel that does interviews with people that make interesting things. Um, and if I find that, I'll link that on the Twitter too. Brilliant. Um, but I want to go to his ramen shop. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, he yeah, he made he made a thing called the ramen burger, um, which okay. wasn't for like it's not in his actual restaurant. It's uh, something that he did over the pandemic for takeaway, because he was like, well, you know, if you try and transport ramen from one place to another, by the time it gets there, the noodles will be too soft, uh -huh. and it affects the flavor and stuff. So he didn't want to do a takeaway ramen. He chose to come up with a way of using ramen. Uh, and it was a ramen burger <laughs> that he made. Um, and it looked really interesting. I mean, but, I, I reckon I'd yeah. be into it. I'd like to I'd like to try his ramen, though. Like, his, his proper, just a basic yeah. ramen from this guy, just to, to see. Because I've made tonkotsu broth myself at home. Mm -hmm. Again, over the pandemic, because I can't... I can now, technically. But um, I don't really feel comfortable traipsing up to Glasgow just to get ramen, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, so I learned how to make tonkotsu broth myself uh, and I made like a proper tonkotsu ramen and it was lovely. It was really nice. Um, but I know for a fact if I went to Japan and tried these like professional ramen chef ramens that they've been perfecting for their whole life as an art form, obviously like nothing I make is ever going to compare, you know? This is where you find out that, um, in actual fact, that you've actually just created the perfect ramen, and <laughs> um, you are the next like ramen king. No. Uh, and then you could have your own shonen, the ramen king. I don't king. want to be a ramen king. <laughs> I don't want to be in a shonen. I don't like shonen. I only like Naruto. That's how every protagonist. It is. It's like I never asked for this. That's I didn't want to. I know. Um, Have you read Shonen? They're all like, true. "I'm the strongest." <laughs> oh. oh, I am the ramen king. No, my God, I am the ramen king. And then you do a ramen off. Ramen off. <laughs> that sounds like a classical composer. <laughs> Ra Rachmaninoff becomes Ramanov. Ramanov. Yes. Composes music while eating ramen. Dramatic piano pieces to uh, eat ramen to. Winning, winning music and Rach ramen Ramanoff. competitions at the same time.
<laughs> makes ramen with one hand, plays the piano with the other. <laughs> oh, oh never have you seen such a spectacle. Nor did you want to. <laughs> oh, what you least expected. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. I want this to be a thing now. Somebody, there must be someone in the world who hears this at some point, talented enough to make that, make that anime for me. Just, it just needs to be like, I don't know, even five seconds of ramen off playing the piano and eating ramen. That's it. That's all I want. No, don't do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> don't entertain do it. his childish fantasies. Do it now. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> Oh. Uh, <laughs> on that note, Callum. Oh, dear Lord. On that note. On that note, yes. Oh, how is um, uh, how is your whiskey? What's it called? Lovely. Hold on. How would you rate beautiful. Yamazaki single malt whiskey? There we go. Eight and a half out of ten. Oh, that's what I was going to do. you got to do a different number now. But it is, it's an eight and a half, it is, nine. It, oh, wow, okay. No, no, yeah, yeah no, it is. It is, it is definitely an eight and a half out of ten. It's so nice. Um, <laughs> it's really smooth, that's the way I put it. It's a smooth whiskey. It's not like one that's really peaty. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of got weird... This is me trying to sound like one of those people that tastes these things for a living. But it is kind of like... um, Fruitish? It is quite fruitish. I um in my head the first the first few sips I had, um I took it I'd actually wrote this down and I said I would call this spicy if I didn't know what spicy was. Yeah, no, there is. There's like it's a sweet spicy, but also it just tastes like whiskey. I thought it was really <laughs> yep. nice. Um Yeah, it's lovely. It's it's a nice one to drink. It's one that you can just kind of nurse and and you don't feel it's too overpowering because I know with a lot of whiskeys, I love whiskey, but um, sometimes if I'm drinking whiskey and I have maybe a glass, I don't want any more because mm -hmm. it's too, the, the taste really overpowering. It's like a, I, I love Laphroaig, for example. I love um, Laphroaig. <laughs> but it's very, very, very peaty um, yeah. to the point where, and the Bowmore's the same. Like I love Bowmore, but... I can only really have one glass. I feel like I could maybe spend a night drinking Yamazaki. You know, one or two, three, maybe. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm a lightweight, so <laughs> um, and you know, just just enjoy. Maybe sit back, listen to some jazz. Oh yeah, this is definitely a jazz whiskey. Yeah, yeah, that's how I would describe it. I'm not very good at describing these things because I don't think fruitish is a good way <laughs> of saying that it's a good. Mm, but it's yeah, very it's nice. Fruitish. It's <laughs> very fruitish. Very fruitish. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, again, I really liked it. I mean, I finished it in, like, the first, like, quarter of the, of the podcast. Yeah, because it's just nice. <laughs> I just drank it, nice and I was like, whiskey. oh, I ran out. And I was sad when Damn it ran it. out. That's when you know it's good, when you're sad that it's gone. Um, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what is on the agenda for next week? Next week, we will be talking about cosplay and conventions. Ooh. We've done those. We have done those together. 
Oh, I'm excited. Uh, it's good. Like, obviously, it's not that I never stopped talking to you, but I think, like, as adult people, we reconnected over the fact that we met at a random convention once. Yeah. Um, but this... we'll tell that story. We'll tell that story. This podcast is week. actually a direct result of that one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would never have happened. Uh, we'll tell it. the story. Yeah. We will. We'll oh, tell all the stories. Be... All the tales. Tune in next week to hear us reminisce about cosplay and conventions. Ooh. Um, while we drink Sangaria Ramu bottle grape soda, um, which is weep juice because it's a Japanese juice, thing. Which we did get from the Japan Center, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, we did. We always do. Yes. Uh, so... If you want to drink along, feel free to go and pick some up um, and enjoy it with us next week. Please do. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I guess go out, get some food, eat something that makes enjoy. you happy, um, and maybe actually get some of this Yamazaki single malt whiskey if you can, um, if you have the means. Um, I know it is quite expensive, but the wee miniatures, you know, they're yeah, great. They'll you, you do can you. Get minis. Great for a gift. Oh. Oh. I might get myself that as for a gift at some point. Yeah, me too. <laughs> How about I get Happy you... Happy Christmas, me. I'll get you a bottle for a gift and you can get me a bottle. How about that? I'm getting you one of those an atomophone. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, I'll get, I'll get you something <laughs> else as well. It's all good. Um, okay, thanks for listening. Follow us on the Twitter, uh, the Facebook, I think just at Inverus on everything. Um, yep, you can Inverus. Follow me on anything at Callum Blaine. Um, or at Noodle Blaine if you want my noodles on Instagram. Um, Listen to his noodles, everyone. They're so good. He's a very talented boy. I I think I've said this every week. It's like, I will upload more. And then I do. I upload something. And then I just don't upload for another like three weeks. But such is life. <laughs> it's worth it when it happens. Oh, yes. Um, but yes, good night. Good day. Good morning. And kabloof. Kabloof. Oh, no, I can't stop it. I can't stop the recording.